Change is in an instant. And strange is just on the other side of boring. Everywhere we go, the abnormal slumbers. And whether you're living in the city, relaxing in the country, or traveling the stars, rest assured, friends and others, you're living in the Waffle Timeline. locked the door. She lay, paws stretched out wide, while staring at me with the saddest look she could muster. This wasn't the first time she tried to impede my path to the outside world, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. I bent down, stroking her head before attempting to wrap my hands around her body. She saw this move coming, allowing herself to become dead weight. Well played, doggo. Well played. Annabelle Von Twinkletoes is a white, purebred border collie with a brown spot over her right eye. Her ears always droop forward, and she always looks like she's staring past you. Calling her name never gives the intended effect. Either she would walk to where you were trying to go, or she would sit down where you would be eventually. There are some things you need to know about the dog referred to as Annie. 1. She isn't my dog at least not originally. She comes to me by proxy of my highly allergic sister. Oh, don't feel bad for her. She knew she was allergic before she bought the dog. But, in her words, Alex, you should have seen her face. I couldn't just leave her there. So, dozens of sneezing fits, and four hospital trips later, she decided to relinquish the dog to my care. Two, she was named after our late mother. Anna Jones. We lost her to cancer a few years prior. Ironically, our mother hated dogs, so this seemed like a fitting name for one. Now, every time Annie gives me a disappointing glare, I can pretend it's my mother learning that I decided to drop out of law school in order to follow my dream of being a copy editor. And three, there is something clearly off about this white bundle of fur. A few weeks into our coexistence, I woke up to continue my life at an underpaid job that I oddly love, only to find her highness blocking the exit to my apartment like a 60-pound white boulder. She stared at me with sadness in her eyes. I tried to force my way around her, but the gal is tougher than she appears. I tried every option available to me. I started with bribes, treats in all shapes and sizes, dog biscuits that seemed like they could break your teeth, and bacon-flavored sticks that, actually, look pretty tasty. I made a mental note to try those later. I upped the offer to deli meat, chicken scraps, and eventually slabs of uncooked steak. After a while, I leveled up to try physically lifting her, but she responded by just digging her claws into my carpet. There goes my security deposit. Thanks, Mom. Who puts carpet in the entryway of an apartment anyway? This battle of wits lasted two hours before I gave up and just called in. I would have just gone out the window, if not for me being on the third floor. I could have forced my way past her, but I didn't want to run the risk of injuring her and thus having to explain to my sister why I sent the dog she put in my care to the vet with an injured leg. Realizing I was out of options, I shook my head in defeat. She won. I lay next to her on the floor, 
She moved her head and leaned it on mine. Then, my phone rang. It's the weirdest thing, bruh. There's got to be at least a hundred cats in our office. They're everywhere. Uh, We had to call animal control. Boss says day off. Day drink, bro? I stare at my phone, bewildered before looking over to Annie. She gave me a head bop with her paw before getting up and walking away. This wouldn't be the last time that she impeded my route to the outside world. I called my sister after the first time and inquired about the abnormal behavior. She said that she used to do it to her too, but since she worked from home, it didn't bother her much. She always just assumed that she was just getting used to her environment, or maybe she was guarding the door against the neighborhood's intrusive cat, and she left her alone. Plus, the further away from Annie she was, the least sneezing she did. So win-win. In fact, the only problem she had with a dog, besides the whole allergy thing, was that Annie kept scaring away food delivery drivers. It's like this dog wants me to cook for myself. Mom would have approved. For me, it was a different story. Over the past several months, I have found her blocking my path no less than eight times. Each time, save for one, I tried and failed to get her to move from her spot. Eventually, I give up and go to call in for the day. And then something weird always happens. One time, a flock of crows caused a moving company to drop a grand piano at the bottom of my apartment stairs. On another occasion, a feral coyote decides to use my 2011 Nissan Leafs driver's side tire as a chew toy. I would have felt annoyed by the numerous bite and claw marks on the first car I managed to pay off, but none of it would end up mattering due to the only time I did get past Annie. I tricked her into moving and got my car a mile away from my complex, only for said car to be totaled in an accident with a mail truck. After that day, I just turned around and went back to sleep whenever I saw her body at my front door like a floofy caution cone. It's like she just knows. I took a sip of my overpriced coffee while waiting for a client to show up. Across from me sat my close friend and associate Barnes. There's something about Annie that's just off. She seems to know things that she shouldn't for a creature that's famous for chasing its own tail. The only thing that she knows is that if she lays at your door, she can get you to do whatever she wants. I personally would lay at the entrance of an Apple store If it meant that I got free iPhones. Barnes stirred his drink happily. He opted for the even pricier milk option. Who in their right mind orders $6 milk at a coffee shop? The lunatic sipped his gentrified mood juice with notes of almond and motioned to the phone in his offhand. Says right here that she's either doing it for attention or she wants to go for a walk. When was the last time you walked her? It took me a little bit longer than I would have liked to respond. Um, you're a bad pet owner. You know that, right? He's annoying, but he's right. I guess I did jump to the most fantastical answer before grasping at the ones a little closer to the ground. It's not that I believe in Annie's ability to predict the most unusual types of danger. It's more like I don't believe in my own ability to not put myself in danger by going against the whims of my paranormal pooch. It would be just my luck for all these weird instances to actually be rooted in the fact that Annie just wanted me to stay home and hang out with her. But it's more likely all in my head. So, here I am, looking down at her sad eyes as she does what she does best. Get her way. I hear you loud and clear, girl. 
Walking over to the closet, I produced a sparkly leash from a box. I took my time hooking it around her collar and stood back. Okay, let's go for a walk. For a moment, she did nothing. Annie looked at me with the same expression as she always did. Then, quicker than I could have ever expected, she shot up and turned towards the door. Huh, when you're right, you are right. I palmed my phone and headed out the door. I've never seen Annie move this fast before. Her eyes shifted from sadness that I'd grown so accustomed to to pure determination. Sure, I needed to go to work today, but this was the first time Annie has shown this level of energy. So I decided to go with it. After making our way down the street, she took a right and then a left into the nearby park. Every five minutes, Annie would stop moving, survey her surroundings, pick a direction, and then make a break for it again. Okay, this is weird. What are you looking for? Pulling out my phone, I placed a call to the only person I thought would be bored enough to listen to me. Good afternoon, Mr. Jones. How's your clairvoyant canine doing? Barnes says on the other end of the call. Well, right now she's pulling me through the park. Oh, look at you. You finally decided to not be lazy for once. Oh, ha ha. This is all well and good, but I have no clue what she's looking for. Maybe she just wanted to be outside. She wants to be outside. 12 blocks away. Dogs work in mysterious ways. I'm hanging up now. Don't forget to tell me how it ends. I slide the phone back into my pocket and stare at Annie. She stops moving again, content to stare blankly into a thickly wooded area of the park. She had made it pretty deep in, leaving the present trail behind and finding ourselves surrounded by trees and brush. Annie took a moment to look back at me before a young boy's voice broke our silence. Help! Wait, was that a child? I rescanned the mosaic green landscape in front of me. There, in the distance, I could make out a flailing arm. How did a kid get all the way out here? I tied the leash in my hand to a nearby tree and bent down to stare Annie in the face. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. In response, she put her paw on my head and started to whimper. When I moved her paw away, she rubbed her face against mine. Relax, okay. I just have to check on this kid. Moving towards the figure, the panic yells grew louder. Someone, help! I darted through the only dense green area in the entire city in order to find a boy with a scratch on his knee. Looks like he fell while running. Hey, are you okay, kid? My leg hurts. The cut didn't look too deep, but it would probably be uncomfortable to walk on. Where are your parents? I... I don't know. Tears streamed down his dirt-crusted face. Great. I'm going to have to carry this kid out of here. How did you get all the way out here anyway? All at once, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Something was watching me in the dense urban forest. I couldn't see what it was, but it probably wasn't a good idea to stand around in order to figure it out. Hey, kid... Want a piggyback ride? No response. He looked like he was just as uneasy with the situation as I was. Um, I'll buy your ice cream once we get back to the park. Promise? Promise. The kid hobbled to his feet and climbed on my back. Someone should have a talk with this kid in the future about trusting strangers so easily. Lifting him up, I could see the entirety of his wound. It didn't look too bad. He probably just got it running through the area. Once he was securely on my back, I started to head for the direction of the park. It still felt like something was watching me, 
but I ignored it in favor of making sure this kid got back to safety. If it was a coyote, hopefully it leaves us alone. I got back to the area I left my dog, and surprise, surprise, Annie is missing. Her leash was still there, but she seemed to have gotten out of it. This reminded me of a time I left my mom in a department store for 10 minutes while I went to go buy a birthday gift for my sister, only to find her three hours later in a casino playing the penny slots. Yep, I should have seen this coming. My first instinct is to go look for my dog, but I have to get this kid back to his parents. I know I shouldn't have listened to the guy who spends more on a glass of milk than a hamburger. One walk and my entire day is ruined. I unhook the leash and put it in my pocket. It's far too nice to leave behind. Okay, kid, let's get you out of here. Carrying someone on your back always looks effortless in the movies. It's always some big action hero with a pretty lady hanging onto him like a spider monkey. Unfortunately, after carrying this kid for half a mile, I am exhausted. That's when I hear it, the rustling coming from the brush next to me. The thing that's been following me is caught up. Hey kid, what's your name? Um, Sam? Okay, Sam, let me put you down for a second. How's the leg? It hurts. I'm sorry, buddy. Listen to me. If something scary comes out of the grass, I need you to run the other way, okay? The boy didn't respond. Figures. But what else can I do in this situation? No one I call will get here in time. Can you do that for me? The boy slowly nods. Great. Now let's hope I'm only dealing with a small angry dog and not something much worse. The movement is getting closer. I brace my legs and get ready to hold off whatever is charging forward. Then, tearing through the underbrush, came Annie. I was startled for just a moment before being overcome with joy. I had never been happier to see her. On top of that, she brought friends. Behind her stood two people I've never seen before. Sammy! The woman shot forward and picked up her little kid. He immediately began to cry. They could have been happy tears, or it could have been the fact that the woman was holding him on the same spot on his leg that was injured. Didn't matter to me either way. He is her problem now. I took several steps back so that the mother could have her moment. Before I can call her name, Annie strolls over and sits at my feet. She looks pleased as punch. Oh, look who decides to be helpful at the very end. The father looks me over a few times as if he's trying to figure out if I was a danger to his family. I pet my dog and try to look as non-threatening as possible. Annie's adorableness seems to win him over. And... After convincing the police that I was not trying to kidnap a child in the middle of the woods, I was back at home and in my happy place. Looking over at Annie, laying near the door, brings a smile to my face. Okay, Pooch, you win. I'm not trying to go on another adventure anytime soon. I guess we're staying in for the rest of the day. Taking the news in stride, my furball finds a spot on the ground and plops down. I normally don't risk my life for strangers but today seemed like the exception. And if you think about it, we were never in any real danger. Annie hops on the couch and moves closer to me. She steps on the remote lying in her path before settling next to my side. The TV springs to life, and newscaster is standing in the same park we were just in. And in a happy ending to our number one story of the day, 
The lion that escaped from the local zoo was found in this very park and brought back to his home. This was done without incident and with the help of local... I turned off the TV and stood up. Annie looks up at me, tilting her head and producing what could be described as the world's most telling smile. My mother used to smile like that, like she knew something I didn't. Always drove me up a wall. I had questions. None of them really mattered. There could be something amazing happening, or it could all be a coincidence. The way I see it, I get to spend more time with my dog. Hello there, my name is Bronson, and you were just listening to The Waffle Timeline, Season 1, Episode 5, Preventative Barks. You can check out our Patreon account for more Waffle Timeline content, and as always, thank you for listening.